Welcome to Pastor's Chat today. We're looking at Psalm 73. This is a Psalm of Asaph. Remember, he is one of the chief musicians that David appointed to lead the worship in the tabernacle there in Jerusalem. And uh, then his sons follow him in this wonderful ministry for generations to come because he leaves a great legacy. But this man, as godly as he was, struggled. Uh, years ago, I heard someone make a statement, you can't help the first look sometimes, but it's the second look that damns the soul. You know, the more you look at something, the more you'll think about it. And today we live in a materialistic world. We live in a world that we're overwhelmed with the people around us that have nicer things than we have, nicer cars, nicer homes, nicer clothes, and they seem, seem to live an abundant life and they don't go to church, they don't worship God, they live ungodly, immoral lives in many cases, and they seem to prosper. And when we start looking at that too much, we start thinking about it, and when we start thinking about it, we look around and see the godly people, the ones who live for the Lord, I go to third world countries and even other countries like India and I see believers who sacrifice and live holy, godly, prayerful lives, lives being abundantly fruitful spiritually and yet they live in abject poverty. They live with hardship every day. And, uh, and you see that, and if you're not careful, and you're living around materialistic people, people that seem to have it all and have no problems, then you start thinking the wrong thing. Well, that's what happened with Asaph. We see that in verse 1. He affirms before he begins this chapter, this writing, where he gives a testimony that uh, he affirms. Now listen, God is good. He's good to Israel and he's good to those who are pure in heart. But then he goes on to say in verse 2, and he starts with, but, nevertheless, but, but as for me, my feet had almost stumbled. My steps had nearly slipped. Why? Because I was envious at the boastful when I saw the prosperity of the wicked, when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. And then he began to thinking about them. There are no pains in their death, but their strength is firm. They're not in trouble as other men, nor they plagued like other men. Therefore, pride serves as their necklace. Violence covers them like a garment. In other words, these people strut around in their pride and in their optimates, and they, uh, and they get there by doing bad things, crime and vengeance and violence. And then it says their eyes bulge with abundance. They have more than heart could wish. They scoff and they speak wickedly concerning oppression. They speak loftily. They sit their mouth against the heavens and their tongue walks through the earth. And then they, they, talk, they talk against God. They make fun of heaven. They make fun of God. They say it doesn't matter whether there's a God or not a God. And they go on in their evil ways. Therefore, the people, therefore his people return here, and waters of a full cup are drained by them. And uh, this indicates that even sometimes God's people get sucked in uh, to their kind of living, and they drink it all in, as he says here. And so therefore, he says in verse 11, And they say, How does God know? And is there knowledge in the Most High? 
And then he concludes, Behold, these are the ungodly who are always at ease. They increase in riches. And surely I have cleansed my heart in vain. I've washed my hands in innocence. And all day long I have been plagued and chastened every morning. The wicked seem to have everything going for them all the time. They speak however they want to talk. They do whatever they want to do. And nothing seems to go wrong. But not me, man. I'm a Christian. I'm trying to live for the Lord. And everything goes wrong for me. I'm chastened every day. Well, you know, there's a difference between faith, between doubt and unbelief. Doubt comes from a struggling mind, while unbelief comes from a stubborn will that refuses to surrender to God. The unbelieving person will not believe, while the doubting person struggles to believe but cannot. And we see that's the struggle that this doubter begins to have when he looks at the wrong things. May the Lord help us to keep looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Well, God bless you, and you have a wonderful, wonderful day.